was hastily arranged. I was the product. My father, it appears, was not naturally connubial, and even in the early years of marriage contrived to be more absent than present. But now the story takes an heroic turn. War, as we know, changes everything. And in a trice, it had changed my father. Scarcely had it been declared than he was hammering on the doors of the British War Office, volunteering his services to whoever would have him. His mission, according to my mother, was to save France single-handed. If it was also to escape the ties of family, that is a heresy I was never permitted to utter in my mother's presence. The British had a newly formed special operations executive, famously tasked by Winston Churchill himself with setting Europe ablaze. The coastal towns of southwest Brittany were a hotbed of German submarine activity, and our local town of Lorient, a former French naval base, the hottest bed of all. Five times parachuted into the Breton flatlands, my father allied himself with whatever resistance groups he could find, caused his share of mayhem, and died a gruesome death in Rennes prison at the hands of the Gestapo, leaving behind him an example of selfless dedication impossible for any son to match. His other legacy was a misplaced faith in the British public school system, which, notwithstanding his dismal performance at his own British public school, condemned me to the same fate. The earliest years of my life had been passed in paradise. My mother cooked and prattled. My grandfather was severe but kindly. The farm prospered. At home we spoke Breton. At the Catholic primary school in our village, a beautiful young nun who had spent six months in Huddersfield as an au pair taught me the rudiments of the English language and, by national decree, French. In the school holidays I ran barefoot in the fields and cliffs around our farmstead, harvested buckwheat for my mother's crepes, tended an old sow called Fadette, and played wild games with the children of the village. The future meant nothing to me, until it struck. At Dover, a plump lady called Murphy, cousin to my late father, detached me from my mother's hand and took me to her house in Ealing. I was eight years old. Through the train window I saw my first barrage balloons. Over supper, Mr. Murphy said it would all be over in months, and Mrs. Murphy said it wouldn't, both of them speaking slowly and repeating themselves for my benefit. The next day, Mrs. Murphy took me to Selfridge's and bought me a school uniform, taking care to keep the receipts. The day after that, she stood on the platform at Paddington Station and wept while I waved goodbye to her with my new school cap. The anglicisation wished on me by my father needs little elaboration. There was a war on. Schools must put up with what they got. I was no longer Pierre, but Peter. My poor English was ridiculed by my comrades, my Breton-accented French by my beleaguered teachers. Our little village of Les Deux Églises, I was informed almost casually, had been overrun by Germans. My mother's letters arrived, if at all, in brown envelopes with British stamps and London postmarks. It was only years later that I was able to imagine through whose brave hands they must have passed. Holidays were a blur of boys' camps and proxy parents. 
Red brick preparatory schools turned into granite grey public schools, but the curriculum stayed the same. The same margarine, the same homilies on patriotism and empire, the same random violence, careless cruelty, and unappeased, unaddressed sexual desire. One spring evening in 1944, shortly before the D-Day landings, the headmaster called me to his study and told me that my father had died a soldier's death and that I should be proud of him. For security reasons, no further explanation was available. I was sixteen when, at the end of a particularly tedious summer term, I returned to peacetime Brittany a half-grown English misfit. My grandfather had died. A new companion named Monsieur Emile was sharing my mother's bed. I did not care for Monsieur Emile. One half of Fadette had been given to the Germans, the other to the resistance. In flight from the contradictions of my childhood and fueled by a sense of filial obligation, I stowed away...